And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association Podcast, episode 146 today. Week 2 recap, week 3 preview. Your host, CJ Savaro, joined alongside me, Commissioner Brandon Kurtzman, my father, Tommy Savaro. Kurtzman, how are we doing tonight, brother? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Good night. Pretty early start, 10.55 start. Yeah. Dad, how are you doing tonight? A little tired, but I'm glad it's uh, 10 and not one of those 1 o'clock in the morning deals. Yeah, it's actually, I said 10, 10.30. I was trying to finish up some as much stats as I possibly could. Um, Do we have anything to say before uh, we get to the no. end? I was not there. I was not there this week. I will be in attendance at Bear Down this week. Sarajevo High School again. Yes. Um, um, for all those players that are coming to the games. Nice. Full slate of games. A lot of doubleheaders. Um, some good matchups. But we had a good week this week. Weather was really cold, uh, windy, especially early in the day. But um, still saw some high scoring, a lot more high scoring performances. Offense has definitely picked it up in week uh, week two. Um, and we were, I'm not going to say surprised by some teams, but I think teams kind of showed a little bit more about who they are and not just a little week one, have a little bigger, bigger of a sample size now. So, um, yeah, let's get right into these games, I guess. All right. Let's start with what game? Would you like to start with here? Um, we can start, start with... 9 o'clock games. Yeah, 9 o'clock games. We can start with my game against Mikey or we can start with Vin against Rob. Let's go your game first. Okay. All right. Dad, what do you got on his game? How do you feel? I thought it was the best game of the week. Yeah, tell me about it. Great game. Um... I was actually impressed, very impressed with, with both teams. Uh, I thought um, Mikey's team played better in a loss than they did in the win last week. Uh, it went back and forth, uh, a lot of good trash talking, I love trash talking, uh, but you know, all in good nature, you know, nothing mean, uh, and, and just a lot of good play, a lot of clutch plays. Um, Kurtzman, the, the pass you had to read. At the end of this high uh, up, you know, he's yeah. a player. Yeah, he's Keanu good. Reed, right? Yes. Well, if they come up with a nickname like Matrix or something like that. <laughs> Close enough to Keanu Reeves that we can call him Matrix. Or Falco. <laughs> Shane Falco from the replacements. <laughs> Either one, we'll come up with something. But uh, the kid's a player. Like seeing him. And it was a clutch, clutch pass. That tied the game, right? Yeah, it tied the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, no, we. Uh, it was a really good game. I loved the trash talk. I loved the back and forth. I thought all the playmakers on the field were making plays. Um, I haven't really gotten Dylan involved yet, and we're doing very well offensively. We're scoring a lot of points, but we're giving up a lot of points. Their teams are allowing scoring 26 points a game against us. Got to get that down. I think the defense is our big problem. I agree with you, Tommy, that you said Mikey's team played much better in this game than they did in Week 1. Um, Mikey got a new weapon in Puamir. Didn't use him a lot in this game, but oh, he is geez. he's a player. Yeah. He's good athlete, really good athlete. I tested him a few times on um, a jump ball early. He actually picked me on a conversion. He's a really good athlete. Um, I'm expecting big things from him in the uh, in the future in this league this season. Um, IB drops a bad touchdown. They perfect end up pa- scoring regardless. Perfect pass by Mike. Yeah, perfect pass. He ends up dropping it, but he scored another one on the day. Um, I, honestly, the, either team could have won this game. Mikey throws an interception in the beginning of overtime. We come down three plays later and score on it. See, a, I don't think that interception means anything because it's just you're going to get the ball to yeah, 25 I get the anyway. Ball, yeah, it's it's yeah. Unless you're returning it for you know six the other way, yeah. it really means nothing. Yeah, so. no. He turns it over. We get the ball 25. We score in three, uh, four plays actually. De- uh, Dilling catches a tip ball by Mikey, who I thought was going to be able to make a, a better like tip on it to get it away from Dylan, but he tips it. It goes backwards. Still, Dylan catches it in the back of the end zone. Game over. We celebrate. Um, it was good because it was the first game of our doubleheader, so it was good to get the win out of the way. Um, but I think Mikey's team has should not hang their heads. They oh, hell no. They easily won that game. They played very well. Mikey did a good job on the ground, moving the ball um, through when he had to. 
Um, yeah, all yeah. in all. I so over to Mike, Mike said, you know, uh, Dylan's going to make that one lucky play a game, and he just got it at the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> he says you got to limit the, the lucky plays for Dylan. He said. Yeah, I think I think they did a good job bracketing. Uh, at times, like they made the slants difficult for me to throw to. I kind of had a problem seeing the line, seeing the field, at least short wise. But when I broke the pocket, I was fine. But I feel like in the pocket, I wasn't seeing. What did you see well. in that that last play? That that was a clutch clutch pass. You had to have that. Wait, to Keanu, to Keanu or to, Keanu. Oh, no, Keanu. so we ran. We were we were running right all game. We were setting up the run. We ran four or five times to the right behind Hughes. That play, we ran like a play action where I kind of run right and then I stop, draw back a little bit, and then he ran behind the safety, which kind of gave me How did you know you can get behind the safety on Um, that play? I just felt did, like he, I felt like they were all. Did looking you set at him me. off the plays before? No, or? I, felt, I just felt like the whole game. I kept telling my team that they're looking at my eyes. So if I just don't look and at was where the you're running, cheating? he moved the way that I needed okay. him to. Um, he's a really good athlete, though, Pooh. And I knew I had to kind of really put it out there and over no, him. Perfect pass, but, great, great. Yeah, and Keanu great made play. a great play. Almost. Oh yeah, he almost killed himself. Done. Yeah, yeah. got to move that stuff out of the back of the back end, zone. end zone. It was like five, ten yards out of the back, but it was like this pole you had to jump over after. I don't know. They're, they're trying to say it was an incomplete. Yeah. Pass. I mean, he took like ten steps before he hurdled that thing. Yeah, so, <laughs> but uh, no, nah, listen, big game, uh, early good season test for both teams. Very happy to see that, and I'm also very happy to see we were able to pull through. Uh, Great win. win. came back from behind. Um, overall, good good win for both teams. I like the line play of uh, UAB. I think that's going to help them going forward. Um, Mikey finished 7-17, 73 yards, uh, two touchdowns, two picks. Also had eight rushes for 75 yards and two touchdowns. Also had an interception on defense. IB had two catches for 30 yards and a touchdown. Also had two rushes for 55 yards and a pass breakup. Drawar had two catches for 24 yards and two sacks, so he was a he played well in this game. A Rod had a sack um, and three tackles. Uh, Pooh had an interception and a pass breakup, and Vinarina had three catches for 19 yards and a touchdown. Uh, for me, we I was 12 of 20, 162 yards, five touchdowns, two picks. Mm. Also ran five times for 68 yards and made seven tackles on defense. Pass breakup and an interception. Dylan three catches, 22 yards, game winning touchdown. Also had the interception and a pass breakup. Uh, Matt Hughes, two catches and a pass breakup. Mark, a catch for 20 yards and a pass breakup. Joe DeMeo had a sack. Joe Stulek caught two touchdowns in this game early, finished with 65 yards and an interception. And Keanu had two catches for 51 yards and the two touchdowns. So, overall, great team effort. Everyone got involved and were able to pick up a nice dub. Nice. Let's move on to the next 9 o'clock game. UNC against Memphis. Memphis won this game 28-21. to um, this game started, played the first half with only six people, uh, six on six. Um, though if it, when it's six v six, listen, the field's open when it's seven v seven. So when it's six v six, quarterbacks are going to have uh, a lot more space to kind of run, find open receivers, and man coverage. Um, Rob took advantage of this early, scored two running, uh, scored two rushing touchdowns um, in this game, one in the first half, one in the second half. Giants and Marco also caught a touchdown early in this one. UNC was up thirteen nothing at a point. Um, then up 13-7, and Rob throws a bad pick at the close to the end of the half. Then ends up scoring off of it, taking the lead going into half, or it was tied. Um, I think it was 14-13. 14-13? Yeah. Okay. And then in the second half, they got – it was 7-on-7, seven seven, whatever. Um, and I just felt like Vin and Memphis did enough defensively, got enough stops. I thought Rob played well in this game. Um, he didn't really turn the ball over outside of that one bad interception before the half. Um, ran the ball very well. Ran for 151 yards. Um 
just wasn't able to get the job done. This this team reminds me. Remember that Green Bay team we had a couple seasons ago that went to the finals? Yeah, like, with Pep. This team reminds me of that. Okay. A bunch of good athletes. Uh, I thought Rob came in. I, I told him, I said, before the game started, I said, this team needs a leader, and, and you got to be that leader. And he came out, oh, oh, first couple opening drives, he did very well and moved the ball. I think it hurt him that uh, Oliva wasn't there. Yeah, that, no, definitely. Oliva's a huge weapon, I mean, and, and he's a great defender, so you're losing on both sides of the ball. I, I think this team will do fine. I think they will find their way. Uh, I think with Rob at the helm, they'll be fine. Uh, I just I need them to show up every week a, a full team because they need that full team effort. It really is a good team. Yeah, no, it is a good team, and I think they're definitely going to bounce back. Um, for Memphis, played well on the line again, gave Vin time to throw, but I need the receivers to catch the ball. I know it was really cold in the morning, so I'm going to give that a little bit of a uh, a pass because I couldn't feel the ball while throwing it. So I that understand. Was the win. It was what? The win. Yeah, the win. No, no, no. But listen, Vin stuck with it. TJ Angstow was a huge part of this game. Got got it going. They ran a lot of screens, a lot of easy completions, and kind of let, made UNC have to grab flags. I thought they both teams did a pretty good job grabbing flags. One thing Memphis is very good at is lateraling. They had two touchdowns that resulted off of laterals. Um, very important. Chris Hunter, very good at lateraling. Very good player to have on your team. Um, I think Vin likes this team. I think he wants to see his full team there, though he still hasn't had a full team there. He only had seven this week. Um played with six in the first half. Um, if they show up, I like Memphis. I love Vingargano-led teams. I think they are going to be good. They pick up a win, get the first one of the season after potentially really should have probably potentially won and we've won. They could, um, yeah, easily be 2-0 at the, the Ballo Bowl. Yeah, uh, the Ballo Bowl. <laughs> Ballo got in this one, got in a touchdown on this one off the lateral from Chris Hunter. So, um, good team effort by Vin's team. I thought outside of the first drive, they were good at flag pulling. So, um, UNC and Memphis both have double headers next week. So, Big weeks coming up for them. Um, hopefully they have full squads showing up. Nice. Um, Vin, 11 of 20, 77 yards, no touchdowns, and one interception, four carries, 52 yards, and a touchdown. Also an interception on defense. DeLon, one catch for 10 yards and threw a touchdown. Latempa had two sacks, one for a safety, and also had a three-yard rushing touchdown. Chris Hunter had a catch for nine yards. TJ Anks had five catches, 41 yards, and a pass breakup. Isaiah Copes, three catches, 21 yards, and a touchdown. Also had a pass breakup. And Matt Ballow, two catches, seven yards, and ran in a lateral from Chris, as we talked about before. Rob Lacanzi, 7 of 15, 69 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Also had 10 carries for 151 yards and nice. two touchdowns. Pip, five catches, 56 yards, five tackles. Denoya had an interception and a pass break on four tackles. John Samarco, two catches, 13 yards, and a touchdown. Emma Mood had four tackles. All right, let's move on to the 10 a.m. slate as I am reading through the Instagram comments on on Bear Down on, one, on the on, on the pa- on the power rankings post. I was just curious to oh, see. Oh, from how? Okay. Yeah, I was just I was just left. I was just left. That's at funny. It. All right, um, next game we'll talk about. Let's go to <laughs> Danino against uh, Army against Rowan. I'll bring Okay. Dad, let's. I want you to start on Army because you. Yeah, I put yeah, him in the power rankings. I got some flack for that. Yeah, and then and then. <laughs> Even when I got to the field, some guys were like, "Army really top five? Yeah, Army really. Yeah, Army really. <laughs> okay, they're good. So what did you see from them that you know yeah, you f- make you made you feel vindicated? I listen. I like the team. Good athletes. Good size. Good speed. I think Mike is special. He's got to stop with the jump passes, though. 
That's where he feels most comfortable. He's I, not going to stop I, doing I, it. I just, you know, he's not going to stop doing it. I just, I just, <laughs> you, you know, he said to me, he goes, I know what Tommy's going to say on the podcast. He's going to tell me. Because I told him during the game, at halftime, I said, stop with the jump passes. You're a quarterback. Plant your feet. Get your legs into the fucking throw. You take your legs out of it totally. It's all on when you jump in the air. And you're already committed. There's nothing else you can do while you're in the air. You can come down. You can come down. You can't move left or right. You just got, you just, it's all arm right there. And I just don't like it. Otherwise, Mike is a dominant athlete no, who listen, is showing everyone yeah, what he is. Yeah, that's why I pick Army at, at where they were in, in the power rankings. But uh, there, are, there are times for jump passes. I like jump passes down by the goal line. Okay. Uh, you know, you, you're jumping over the line. I saw Tim Tebow yeah. do it many times. Mike is never going to design a jump pass. No, I, I like it. it. I don't like it at midfield. And I definitely don't like throwing, uh, jumping and throwing across your body, I across agree. the field. I, don't listen, like it. I agree. It's definitely not a recipe for success. But, so far... It looked all right. He did throw three interceptions in this game. Yeah. So let's uh, we can definitely. I, I, you know what? Uh, let me give a shout out to Rowan's defense. That's a hell of a defense. And I'm watching a couple of plays. Ace. I, I, I was I keen yeah. on Ace. Man, that kid gives you everything and every play. Hundred percent. Love the way he plays. I, I just had to give a shout out to him. Like I, I listen. There, there are times like I, I take notice of a lot of players. You know, especially the new players that I don't know. And I know they've played in the league yeah, before. Yeah, played last year on your Notre Dame team. Yeah, yeah, uh, and. <laughs> I think he's a good player. No, he is a good player, and he does. Is that why you're drafting him for Notre Dame? Yeah. No, listen, <laughs> I think that Rowan's defense is going to be the reason they win games when they do. I told Remy at halftime they... of their second game against Cal U that we'll talk about later. I told Remy, I said, listen, offense isn't moving the ball. You have to get keep your defense locked in. Yeah. Defense has to yeah. hold teams. They're, they're down. keeping him in the games. And listen, they only allowed um, 20 points in this game allowed 13 points in, in the second game. So they're definitely doing their job. Negron has to get the offense working. He threw, yeah. he threw four interceptions in this it, game. Not, not. It's just not the recipe for success. Still not getting the right targets to Paulie. I feel like anything that's going to Paulie is like the desperation. Let's get him involved in the offense early. Yeah, early, yeah. Going. You know, just your first play, throw a screen to him. Yeah, I'm also let, gonna, let him make something happen. I also want to call out the offensive line. I think um, the personnel has been a little interesting on the offensive line. Chase, I see it sitting sitting a lot there's of offense. There's no, there's no scenario where Chase should be. Chase on the should line. be playing every single snap. A- I if think, he's healthy enough to do it, and he's not hurt, yeah, he's got to be out there every play. I promise you, if he's not healthy, he's definitely in the shape to do it. Um. He he's a dominant force on the defensive line. He's a big reason why their defense is so good. Remy, another big reason why. Like I just said, Rowan's gonna have to win games uh, defensively, and in this game, their defense gave them opportunity. They turned they turned Army over three three or four times, yeah. uh, interceptions and turnover on downs. But Negron gave four you, back. You gotta yeah convert turnovers into points. That's yeah, how you win this game. Hundred percent. Yeah, they played three games. They've scored 12, 12, and zero. Yep. So you're averaging eight points a game through three games. That is not a recipe for winning in this league. Nope. Uh, you have to have better play on offense. I'm it's not that even, simple. And we're not even saying score 30 points a game. We're just saying get the 20. Yeah. 20 is I, the I number mean, you, you can win. Your defense has been keeping you in the game, and, and you know, credit to, to the defense, but there's got to be more offensively. I, I saw I, I saw Paul get involved a little bit more. He made uh, an incredible, incredible catch. Yeah. You see that yeah. uh, if you watch the one film, handed over the one-handed over the middle and just him. stuck to his hand. It was incredible. Gloves are cheese. Uh, he is that kind of a player. You have to find a way to yeah. get him the ball. I can say the same thing. Get the ball to Remy, too. Remy can make things happen. Dexter was really good in this game, actually, with the ball in his hand. Dexter's um, always good. No, Dexter Dexter um, made a couple of plays, scored a, bu- scored a touchdown, had a couple of big explosive runs. I, I've been pleasantly surprised with Remy's involvement in the offense this year. He's been good uh, safety net for Negron. I do think the offensive line needs to do a better job protecting for, with it, yes. for him, and I think that will happen if Chase is playing every snap. Um, you have a big line with J- Christian Dexter, uh, Stevie Holcomb, and Chase. That's a good line. Um, I just think that 
the personnel needs to be right. And I do think that you can simplify the offense. Don't need to be calling out as many plays. I think. Right. You know. Listen, I only call slants outs and like. <laughs> yeah, you you could basically run this league on three plays. I said you could do variants over yeah. that. And you know what? Just read the defense, see what they're coming out with, and then you just you know play your offense off of what the defense is doing. I think Negron. The key for Negron going forward is not taking as many sacks. He took he took a bunch of sacks this week. Um, I think getting the ball out a little faster will be good for them. So uh, that's my advice yeah, to Rowan's you, offense. You, Rowan's defense is doing everything they need to do. Keep doing it. I love the cohesion of seven play of nine guys, ten guys of a team that really don't know each other that well. So um, the flag pulling has been well. Not no big explosive plays really outside of like the big Mike runs, but. Army, very good. We didn't even talk about Connor Mullen, who uh, yeah, was very yeah. good in this game. They didn't have Kev Morris. Um, uh, I how thought many receptions did he have? Connor Mullen had yeah. finished with three. And he might have dropped a couple, too. Yeah, Connor is a really good safety, good athlete, good hands. Mike is going to have a good time throwing him the ball as well as Kev when they have their full team there. Joe Nunez on the line was also very good for Army. Morick played very well. Um, Harnish had a sack. I really just think this is a very good Army team, and I'm I'm moving them up the the power rankings 100. I know they be, I know you're gonna, people are gonna say well they beat 0 and 3 uh 0 and 2 ASU, 0 and 2 UNC and 1 and 2 Rowan who can't score. But UNC is a good team, and so is Arizona. But what I will say is that they've done it convincingly, and they've looked pretty good doing it. So and the defense has been very good, which is usually the problem with newer teams. So um, I got I like Army going forward. Mike Dino is a is a monster. Um, uh, Morick's a monster. George has been playing well. George scored a touchdown this game. They're yeah, George, with George. Yeah, <laughs> George siding. It was George siding. Yeah, nice little toe tap on the sideline. Always, always good for. I, um, it, they, listen, they're playing well. Yeah, they are, and uh, I like them going forward. They have a big game this week against. Clemson. Imagine Mike led him to the promised land, and, and yeah. there it is. At, TJ asked me that today, or Dylan asked me that today. Yeah, Kershaw well, couldn't bring his, couldn't deliver a championship to his with his friends, and now Mike Danino might. That's the biggest <laughs> narrative in the league. Well, That's I mean, the number I, one narrative in the league. Mike <laughs> Danino is free from Kurtzman. Free, free Mike Danino. Right. No, the, I just, and I just, I'm just saying this right now. <clears throat> what you see Mike doing at quarterback, Mike is awesome. He's a great athlete with the ball in his hands every play. I'm the biggest proponent of Justin playing quarterback. If Justin was playing quarterback, his team would be also three and zero because he'd be making crazy plays like that too. Yeah, but you got, you know, does he have a Justin to throw to? That's the thing. Justin? Yeah. Justin, if Justin, if was Justin quarterback, quarterback does he have a Justin? To I, throw like, to? I like great athlete at quarterback. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, That's. Dino, ten of 15, 81 yards, yeah. one touchdown, three picks, five carries, eighty-two yards, two touchdowns. Also had an interception and two pass breakups. Harnish, two catches, sixteen yards, and a sack. Moore had a sack. And two tackles. George had two for 21 and a touchdown and four tackles. Joe Nunez, two catches, 13 yards, also had a sack for safety. Connor Mullen had four catches for 31 yards, three interceptions, and a pass breakup. And Rob Melly had a sack and two pass breakups. Nice. As for Rowan, Mike Negron, 11 of 20, 100 yards, um, one TD, four interceptions, two carries, 14 yards, and two interceptions on defense. Paulie, three catches, 51 yards. Chase had two sacks and um, yeah, two sacks. Dexter had three catches for 14 yards. Also had a rushing touchdown and 42 yards rushing. Ace had four tackles. Remy had four tackles, two catches, 13 yards, and a touchdown. Christian Dexter, two catches for 22 yards. And Steve Holcomb had three tackles for Rowan. All right, the other 10 o'clock game was me against Tommy. I don't know how much you did you see. A lot I didn't of see game. a lot of that, but I saw Tommy throw a couple of picks. Yeah, so um, Tommy's definitely off to a rough start. He threw, I think, five, four interceptions in this game. Um, we got up really early, up two, three scores early, kind of put it away and kind of just kind of played the rest of the game out. Low intensity game. Um, 
just because it got it got it just got to twenty one six early. So Stulak had um, a pick six, also had a, a long touchdown. Stulak's been playing well. Yeah, I wanted Stulak's, to point that yeah, out. He's been playing great. Playing for me. great. Defensive line also playing very well, causing a lot of pressure. I'm very I'm very happy with the pick that we made there. Um, we didn't have Mark in this game, so Keanu had to play safety. I thought he did a great job manning the back. Uh, we Mark played the first game. He's gonna play the second. Mark, yeah, he had yeah. to get he had to get out of there, go somewhere. Um, but listen, my team was ready for the doubleheader. We played with eight the second game. Um, we got a lot of contributions from a lot of different players. Uh, Dylan still in this game did not do a crazy amount, but um, the offense is moving. The offense is scoring it. Sure, big plays. Scoring. We're explosive. We're doing thirty six points a yeah, game right 36 now. Thirty six like, a game. I mean, it's, that's how you win in this league. If you can, if you can score thirty six points a game, you can win. I do. Yeah. Once again, I will say we allowed 20, 8, 28 points. Um, maybe it's because our foot is a little off the gas because we're up by three scores a lot of the game, but we need to get that number under 20 if we're going to be really one going right. for the championship. And I told my team that. Very high about the two wins. Need to get the defense better. Um, as for Houston, I just think it comes down to really just Tommy not throwing interceptions. He threw four interceptions in this game. He threw four in total or three in total last week. Um, their offense was moving the ball. Um, took some untimely sacks. Had a couple bad drops. Rougeau dropped the touch, long touchdown. I, I saw that. Um, needs to make that play. Rougeau's usually a sure-handed receiver. Um, but, yeah, Tommy's doing a lot good with his legs. He's making time in the pocket. He's running a lot really well. He ran for a couple, three for three touchdowns in this game. He The defense needs to also be pulling flags better. We had a, long, a lot of long touchdowns where they didn't pull flags. So I think the two things for them are not throwing interceptions and pulling flags better, and they'll be all right. Um, he's getting Tim Howard involved a lot. Steve Ruiz didn't have any catches in this game, but he was very involved the week prior, so I'm not going to harp on that. Um, Rag stepped up, playing offensive line. I know he didn't want to coming into the season, but he's stepping up. He's snapping. He's doing what he needs to do for the team. Um, I'm not going to count a Tommy Galante team out, but we have seen a Tommy Galante team go 0-8. Yeah. So, but I don't. Um, I don't think that's the case with this no, team. No, no, I don't either. They're zero and three, but they're not an zero three team. I, they're no. much better than that. They have Austin and Mike Hawk yeah. in that line. They're going to be. They got fine. a great offensive line. I, I, it's they'll get it together. They'll get this shit together. Yeah, and as for us, I think if our offense is moving as well as getting moving, and we'll get Dylan involved going forward more, it's going to be a good year for Louisville. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the rest of the season. All right, stats. Tommy was 13 of 27, 131 yards, no touchdowns, four picks. Also had eight carries for 85 yards and three touchdowns. Also had a pick six and two tackles. Austin had two catches for 26 yards and a sack for safety. Um, Mike Hawka had two tackles. Steve Ruiz had a pass breakup and two tackles. Tim Howard, five catches, 34 yards. Rags had a catch for eight yards. Rougeau had three catches for 49 yards and a pick. Uh, Tyler Bryant had two catches for 14 yards. One being a conversion, and Chris Wallen had a pass breakup. For Louisville, Kurt, uh, I was 10 of 18 for 161, five touchdowns, two picks. Also had five carries for 59 yards, three tackles, and an interception on defense. Dylan threw a conversion at three for 31 and five tackles. Matt Hughes, two catches, 17 yards, two touchdowns, and a pass breakup. Joe DeMeo, two sacks, and a pass breakup. Love to see that from Joe. Joe Stulak, three catches, 73 yards, two touchdowns. Also had a pick six and a pass breakup. Swags had two sacks and a nice interception, a little tip pass at the line. Um, Swags. Yeah, Swags, playing like a beast. Uh, Keanu that. had a catch for five yards, also had two interceptions and a pass breakup, three tackles, and Matt Mascara had two catches for 45 yards and a touchdown. So huge team effort. Everyone really got involved and made a difference in this game for us. 11 o'clock games. Um, we'll start with Rowan, I guess, against Cal Yale. 13-0 final. 
Not much offense on Calhoun because, again, Roan's defense stepped up. They, they, Six they, nothing they, at halftime. Yeah. Um, but, again, zero offense. Uh, getting back to this, what's crucial is coming out when you start on your five-yard line. Mm-hmm. Put your best offensive line out there. Call either a quick screen to your playmakers or call for a run. Just get get out of the shadow of the end zone. Get some room. Yeah. But make sure your best line is out there. Don't don't. I don't want to look at the sideline and see, see a Chase. guy like Chase on the sideline. He's got to be out there. There's times to get guys playing time. There's yeah. times where guys have to be on the field. Exactly. Like guys yeah. have to not be on the field. Getting getting out of the shadow of your end zone is huge, especially on first down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you got to get more sustained drives going. Yeah. Just gaining positive yards every play, like not two yard, not two plays of fifteen yards, and then you take a twelve yard sack. Like it's just got to be more consistency on offense. Yeah, and, and defensively, it's tough. I mean, because you got you got uh, Petey and you got Douglas there, you know, and and Jake Kilwell oh, for Cal U. Yeah, yeah, those guys are you know they dominate this game. Yeah, um, Jake Kilwell was loud and loud from the beginning. Love of it, the game. love it, Jake. Keep it going. Jake Kilwell voice, that loud mouth going. Four sacks for Jake Kilwell in this game, and he's he's probably the best flag puller in the league. Too. He's one of the best flag pullers in the league. I'd still probably give it to Justin, but Jake Hill is definitely up there. Usually up there in tackle leaders every season. Um. Him and Pete Mancini, man, and Nick Douglas. Douglas didn't have any sacks in this game, but all three of them, it was basically like the Giants from 07, the NASCAR package, who puts me at the quarterback type of stuff. I mean, Um, Douglas was manhandling his guy. He was just pushing right in the backfield. I mean, you do Not a lot of chase out there. Not a lot of... You need more chase. And it's it's, um, almost like just in the game, like one guy's getting beat, try something else, almost kind of thing. Um, Cal U is very impressive. They're able to rush two and get pressure. We always talk about that being one of the uh, most important things about playing defense in this league. And when they rush three, they definitely get pressure. So um, Cal U looks like one of the strongest teams on both sides of the ball. I know they only scored 13 points in this game. Um, But Rowan's defense is good, like we talked about. So Collis, once again, moves the ball um, on... Through, uh, through the ground more than in the air, which is fine. There's ways to make right. running offenses very successful. No, again, again, take what the defense gives you. If they're giving you the run and mm-hmm. you got the ability to do it, you do it. Yeah, he's always looking to pass too. No, um, yeah, I, I see it. It's not just a run first mentality. No, for sure. I, I see. No, he, he, he definitely he's got weapons and he's got he's got the right uh, mindset. Like the way he plays, uh, he's got this team moving in the right direction. Very experienced flag football team. A lot of very good flag pullers. Will Saba, Xavier, Nick Douglas, Mancini, J.K. Yeah. Will Collis. They got a lot of really good players. Um, I just think that this is a very complete team. I just would have loved to see a little more than 13 points in a game, you know? I just feel like 13 against a uh, a bad team, like, uh, no, I won't call it a bad team, but a subpar team, subpar offensive subpar team. Subpar offense, but, gonna get it but, done, but I'm going to credit their defense because I think their defense is that good. Yeah. Um, like I said, Cal U pulls out the win 13 nothing. Collis gets the job done. Cal U, dominant defensive performance, made life hell for Mike McGron. Um, heard a lot of yelling from Rowan. From different sides. Just, uh, listen, bad week, two losses, come back strong next week, uh, no, more big games to come. For Collis and Cal U, Collis was 8 of 13, 53 yards, 7 carries, 71 yards, 2 touchdowns. Um, Nick Douglas, 3 catches, 20 yards, and had a fumble recovery. Will Saba had 1 catch for 11 yards. With Jake Hill, Will, 5 sacks, uh, 4 sacks. Ooh. X had 3 tackles. Pete Mancini, two catches, 10 yards, and a conversion. Also had two sacks. Uh, Wilson Familia, two catches, 12 yards, and two pass breakups. He's been a nice round, a nice late round pick for them. Had a, has been pretty well playing defense. Um, and for Rowan, 
Mike DeGrand, 5 of 13, 45 yards, 2 carries, 6 yards. That means the offense only had 40, 51 yards of total offense. That's, that's barely true. one. That's one length of the field. Um, definitely needs to improve. Yeah. Paulie, 1 catch, 20 yards. Uh, Chase, 2 catch. sacks. Dexter, 1 catch, 8 yards, and a pass breakup. Ace, 4 tackles. Remy, 3 catches, 17 yards, and a pass breakup, 3 tackles. Uh, Dexter had a sack. Christian Dexter had a sack. And Steve Holcomb had 1 tackle in this game. Very, very... Uh, ugly stat sheet there from Rowan. I'm expecting better things this week from them. All right, last slate of the day, the 12 o'clock slate. Texas A&M against TCU. Last, that was the last game of the day. Sir off against Chris Hogreef. I, I, I expected A&M to win this game, but I was looking for an improvement TCU, and I saw it. Yeah. I thought TCU played a very competitive game. Uh, I, I think this team is getting better game by game. Uh, I, I expect a lot more from them. Like I said, I like their quarterback play. I, I, I like their athletes. I, I like Liam and, and, and Ritter. And, you know, they got a bunch of good players. Uh, this team will will perform. Yeah. Uh, I just think A&M had a, a little bit better uh, personnel. Yeah, I think Justin um, definitely put his stamp on this game. Yeah. Made a couple really big plays for them. Scored a couple touchdowns. Threw a touchdown as well to Bowen. Um, I like the creativity of Texas A&M's offense. They've really been... Um, doing a lot of different things. They ran a, a double reverse that ended up being a touchdown pass from Justin to Bowen. They um, always run their conver- serve-off conversion play where they let Justin kind of just take the ball from the outside and make a play with it. Um, never a bad idea. Um, I, their defense also has been very good. I know I I, um, I questioned their offensive line. I thought their offensive line has done a very good job. Pat, Pat Tuna has done a great, great job, job this year. Protecting Surov as well as also being There's a menace a, on the defense. Anyone play with more heart than that kid? No, not many players in the league do. Um, uh, he also is coming to his league in way better shape this he's year. He's undersized with a huge heart. Yep, um, I <laughs> like what I see out of him. Noah Torino also as well. Surov playing well in the defensive line. Also Surov limiting the turnovers and kind of just giving what the defense give to him. They ran like three, four, five screens in this game because the defensive uh, backs were playing seven to ten yards yeah, off and dropping not? on the snap. Why not? I, I, I came out before the game so I said I like the way you started the the, the week last one game. game. He came out with a screen pass to Justin, and Justin took it to the house. Yep. And they came out and did the same play. Didn't take it to the house, but came out the same play. That's the kind of thing that I'm talking about. You know, start the game off. Even if it's a quick pass to your playmakers, let them make the play. Mm-hmm. They can take it to the house. They can break it for, you know, maybe 10, 15 yards. Get the ball to your playmakers. You can't have stat sheets where you get your best player with one target or one yeah. catch. It doesn't, doesn't work like and that. And Surov definitely has taken that advice. How many targets? Did Justin you know? had 11 targets 11 in this game. Tar- had 13 in week one. Yeah, that, um, that's what you should be doing. You should be feeding your number one pick. Yep, especially when he is as good as Justin right. is. Um. Listen, even those uh, those three yard hitches, those screens, they bring the defense up. Yeah, and those are things you'll be able to exploit later in the game. Um, Sarov has played very well. They hit just on a nice corner pattern for a touchdown as well. Um, overall, I really like this Texas A&M team. I think that um, they are definitely in the top five. I think we all had them in the top five before this week yeah. anyway. But they're definitely going to stay there after the win over TCU. Now let's talk about TCU. I know you talked about them a little bit. Right. Um, Things I liked about this TCU team in week two. Create more creative offense, less rolling out of the pocket, shrinking the field, like you talked about in the podcast. Um, Liam had a lot of touches. Just a couple of mis-executed plays. Um, let's I'll talk about them because I literally just watched this game before I came here. Ritter um Bullen makes a nice play on that ball to Ritter. If Ritter attacks the football in the end zone instead of allowing it to kind of fall into his chest, that might have been a touchdown early in the game to even the score instead of putting you now down, I think after that drive. Texas A&M came back and scored and made it 12-0 or 13-14-0. So that's a big play in the beginning of the game. Um, 
I think that they got stopped once or twice inside the five. Just need to be able to convert in the red zone, have better packages ready to go. Drew had a big game in this one receiving the ball. Um, I'm not going to say I don't like to see that, but I'm big on making sure your linemen are blocking first. I do think Drew definitely cares to block first, give Chris the time to throw. Um, and he's been a, re- a reliable outlet for Chris to throw to off the line. I do think that um, the flag pulling for TCU needs to improve a little bit. Paul Carter was very good in this game pulling flags, but um, just a couple extra big plays, guys making it's just a little things like extra couple five yards after missing one flag right now it's five yards closer to a first down five yards closer to an end zone um but like you said tcu is definitely improving chris looked better in game two um he'll get more comfortable and like i said i expect that team to yeah i expect them to make a late season push for the playoffs i know it's early we still have five winless teams after this week going into week three so i don't think if you're winless you should be scared at all but no there's no um, panic yet no no panic there's 10 games in the regular season and 10 of the 14 teams make the playoffs unless you're scoring eight points a game then yes if you're scoring eight (laughs) points a game then you definitely need to uh get your shit together a little bit but tcu is putting the ball in the end zone a little bit more than that i think that when their defense gets a little better the team will definitely begin to improve they did get some stops in this game and they did force texas a&m to punt which is usually a hard thing to do in this league as teams do like to go for it um but, yeah, I'm not worried about them. They have really good athletes, so you know that they're always going to be competitive. But Chris definitely needs to up his play a little bit more, I think. I think he definitely upped it a little from week one to week Absolutely. two. But Absolutely. I, th- I need to see even a little bit more. And I know he's into it because he texted me and said, yo, I need that film. I'm not I'm not about to be the team in this league that goes Owen or like is, to hear that. is not at the bottom of the ranking. So Be a student of the game. Yep. Sit and watch film. Yeah, study. And Chris is. I promise you. I definitely believe Chris yeah, is. I, was, I, I, I like that game. attitude. All right, we need to talk enough about that game. Let's go to the stats. Suroff, great game, 12-18, 138 yards, two touchdowns, and had the pick on the first drive of the game um, to Liam. Justin had seven catches, 106 yards, two touchdowns, also had two uh, two for two, 55 yards, and uh, a touchdown throwing the ball, and had eight tackles. Steve Bowen, uh, three catches, 55 yards, and a touchdown, also had two conversions and a pass breakup. Uh, Anthony Adiniak, three catches, 22 yards, and an interception. Also had four tackles. Simpkins had a pass breakup. Pat had two more sacks and two tackles. Matt DeFlippis had a pick six in this game that we didn't even talk about. Big play Love in the it. game. Yeah, Love I think it. You go, of, Matt. That's ball kind of slipped I'll, out of Chris I'll take I picked, uh, I picked him for that team. Yeah, no. Uh, you're definitely a big Matt DeFlippis fan. Yes, I am. Um, he had a conversion call and a pick six. And for TCU... Hogreef was 16 of 23, 191 yards, three touchdowns, two picks, also had seven carries for 38 yards and a sack. Liam, four catches, 97 yards and a pick. Rich Ritter, one catcher, 14 yards and a pass breakup. Paul Carter, four catches, 45 yards and a touchdown. Giroux, three catches, 30, uh, six catches, 33 yards and a and touchdown. A touchdown. Uh, Randy Myers, two catches, five yards and a touchdown. Josh Shevlin had a sack and Ray Bruno had a sack as well. Um... I think the defensive line for TCU is fine. I would play Giroux at nose. I'm not sure if they're playing him a lot on defense, but I do think that as a fourth-round pick, he should be playing a little bit more nose and some de- defense, but that's here I agree. there. I agree. Um, all right, last game of the day was Vanderbilt against Clemson. Hmm. Did you watch this game? I watched towards the end of this game. Okay, I can give you anything you need to know. Now, but from my understanding is um, Clemson scored first on a turnover. It was a bad snapper. Clemson scored on a lot of bad plays by Leota's right. team. Here's my problem <laughs> with, with, with Vanderbilt. And I told him this after the week one victory. Yep. you got to clean up uh, the mistakes because they're going to come back to bite you, especially when you're playing a good team. Clemson is a good team. I'm not saying that Clemson didn't win this game, but uh, Vanderbilt did enough bad things. Yeah. To, to just hand the game over. 
Yeah, Clemson took full advantage of those things also. They turned yeah. those they turned those mistakes into two pick sixes and a fumble return for touchdown. Exactly. You're gonna score three touchdowns. If any team scores three touchdowns on defense and doesn't win that game, yeah. I I'll give you a hundred dollars. Exactly. If you beat them, <laughs> if you beat them. Um but uh no, seriously, uh Vanderbilt definitely gave this game away. Leota was terrible in this game. He threw five interceptions. I'm not gonna blame I'm, every I'm not gonna blame interception. No, you can't no no, no 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 you can't blame every interception on him. He had, I think, two of them were tipped up. Uh, th- uh, two of them were tipped up in the air. The last one, I think, was off his receiver's chest, right into the. Yes, Malozzi sent me a video of his touchdown. Malozzi had another <laughs> touchdown in this game. Malozzi has been the most sure-handed receiver for Vandy this year. Um, yeah. He's been very involved in the offense, My, minus the mistakes, and you know this team is winning. Uh, I, I really believe they had a lead in this game until yeah. the end of the game. Y- yeah, no, they did. Um, Clemson able to pull it out, though. I thought Garland did a good job moving the ball. I thought that he gets the ball out fast, like we always talk about. Chris Johnson made a lot of guys miss in this game. Anthony Brett was another g- a good player for them in this one. Um, honestly, most of the damage for Clemson was done by three guys. Ubeer, Ant Brett, and CJ really did the bulk of the work for this team in this game. We finally saw a Trevor Garland rushing attempt. Nice to see. Um, he actually, he actually had would have scored a touchdown, but he tripped over. He pulled the Daniel Jones <laughs> yeah. and fumbled the ball at the five-yard <laughs> line. Um but Garland stayed composed in this game, was able to rally his team to a victory. The defense carried for sure, had three touchdowns as we talked about. Um, Elvina should just not be snapping for them. Malozzi yeah. came in and became the new center for them in this game. Elvina had another snap go over. Leotis had ended up in a UBR touchdown. Um, UBR had one of the nice, a nice pick six in this game as well. Hit a nice big man spin move on a way to high stepping to the yeah. end zone. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, very cool. uh, very good win for Garland's team as they use all of Vanderbilt's mistakes to their full advantage and get a big That's win. That's what you're supposed to do, turn turnovers yeah. into points and you win in this That's league. what good teams do. Good teams yeah. take advantage of other teams' mistakes. Um, I'm not worried about Vanderbilt, but uh, we can't have five interceptions again, Joe Liotta. We can't have two passes being tipped up into interceptions if we are the receivers. Um we need no Johnny Light in this game. I think that is a guy that he likes to really throw to. Uh, pretty sure-handed receiver. I expect Vinny Orlando to be a little bit better than he was in this game. He did have a big catch and run for a touchdown. Yes. But he could have had another touchdown. That the ball went through his hands, and then he also did, did we, have, we didn't get that on film. I think it was like a highlight run. Yeah, yeah, it was. I know. Uh, Chris's spinning, phone whirling. Yeah, that Chris's was phone glitched out great play. The play. Chris felt terrible during it. Yeah. Um, but overall... Vanderbilt's defensive line was not really, like, a factor in this game. Um, they did have three sacks, but it didn't feel like Trevor really felt like he was get, had, to, had to speed things up more than he already usually does to get the ball out. Right. Um, called a good game, got his guys involved. The guys that need to touch the ball, touch the ball for this team. And good they job, came out Trevor. And a big win. Trevor, Trevor's uh, one of those guys now that's definitely just whenever weeks happen, maybe things aren't going his way, he's been finding ways to win. Uh, won a big game, 14-13 last week. Um, pulls out another one here this week. So, um, very excited to see Garland's improvement continue in this league. Uh, he's a great passer. And I'm excited for both these teams going forward. I think they're both on the right track, even though um, Vanderbilt had about six turnovers in this game. Yeah. Garland, 9 of 15, 85 yards, one catch for 15 yards through two touchdowns. Ubeer um, had a pick six and a fumble return for touchdown. Um... Anthony Brett had three catches, 15 yards, and a touchdown, and a pick six, and a pass breakup. CJ had six catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown, and had two interceptions, three conversions, and four tackles. Nick Hardigan had a pass breakup and two tackles. Beckham had an interception. Uh, George Tremarsh had a sack. Good effort defensively for everyone on 
Clemson, and as for Vanderbilt, Leota, 7 of 20, 103 yards, one touchdown, five picks, four, catch, four rushes for 44 yards and a touchdown. Elvina had a sack for safety. Malozzi had three catches for 15 yards and a touchdown. Coburn had a sack and a 15-yard catch. Vinny Orlando had three catches for 64 yards and a touchdown. Vinny Zapola had a sack. Dave Niskanen had one catch for nine yards, also had two pass breakups, and Ryan Bartlett had one tackle. All right. What's that, the next game on your statue? No, here? that's that's everything. Oh, that was the awful. entire recap. TJ missed yeah, the recap. Yeah, we didn't get okay, uh, Jirok didn't play this Jirok week. And, yeah, Jirok versus Texas A&M did not happen this week. We will reschedule for a future week. Yeah. I wasn't there anyways this yep. week. Um, Are we going over to power rankings? Or? Yeah, we can go over. Yeah, we'll do power, we'll do power rankings going into you, week three. Who are your power rankings? Who would you um, have in your top five? Then? My top five is I put Cal U1, myself two. Army three, Texas wow. A&M four, and uh, I'm going to put Clemson five. I think it goes in the order of the, the standings right now. I think it's the five best teams right I'm now. I'm a little different. Okay. I'm going to go Louisville one. Okay. Nothing against Cal. I just said when you're scoring 30 points a game, it's you got to be dealt with. So Appreciate that. Thank I'm going uh, Louisville at one. I'm going Cal at two. Army at three, and I and listen. I said, hey, I, were, what, what did I say on Instagram? I said, do not sleep on Army. You were early on Army. No yeah. one else was early on them. You were early. Who, Army at three. A&M at four. You can go with a lot of guys here at five. Now, I, I have nothing against Clemson. I know they're 2-1 in the standings. They're at five. But right now, after the game that Mikey played against you, yeah. I was really impressed with that team. Right. And if we're going power rankings early, yep. and like no 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 you know, no shade on uh, yep. on Clemson, I'm going to go with Mikey's team. Which, which What is it, Gators? Yeah, uh, UAB Blazers, the Blazers of UAB. UAB. All right, so UAB, um, I got a five. Yep, and I think that is perfectly fine. UAB is a good team. We talked about that earlier in the pod. You have power rankings, or are you abstaining due to the fact that you did not watch any of the two games? I'm abstaining. I, the only thing I would say is I didn't see Cal this week, but you had two good wins. You had two very, yeah, we very good wins on the week, so um, I don't I don't mind him saying I'll give a f- I'll give a full power rankings, not based upon um, standings, just based upon how I think the teams are. So I said Cal 1, Louisville 2, Army 3, a and uh, 4, Clemson 5. I have UAB 6. <sighs> I'm still going to put Memphis 7. Vandy 8. I know, I'm in the st- I know I'm in the same way as things right now. I would probably say ULA 9. I'm going to put UNC 10, ASU 11, Rowan 12, Houston and TCU are kind of just the same to me right now. You got anything different there? Anyone you want to yeah, drop? Yeah, I'm, I'm putting Houston ahead of uh, Rowan. Rowan, they they, yeah, they score, points. they score, yeah. TCU, I'm putting ahead of them also. Okay, but actually, I, 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 I can't, I can't say that though because Rowan allow, doesn't allow points, man. I know they don't yeah, score, know. but they I, allow, they don't allow anyone to score, and they at least got to win. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking at balance. I know, I, I, know, I know, you're saying. I, I, just, I, I don't see it on one side of the ball. Hey, listen, I'm not going to sit here and defend <laughs> Rowan because they're they're in the near my bottom rankings also. So. Um, I know TCU is 0-3, but I, I just see a I lot think they're more a team, team on the rise. I think their stock is definitely on the right side. I um, can say the same thing about August team. I think August oh, yeah, team is yeah, very yeah, good. Made that, you made that. Okay. Yes, I have the Week 3 schedule right here. Yeah, so I guess uh, that's it for the Week 3 schedule. Um, I think we're going to start posting top fives after Week 3 because like, you need the stats to kind of like yeah. accumulate and materialize. Yeah, League Leaders. Because okay. we did top fives last year. Um, we'll do that. I'll have the stats on the website hopefully this week. I'm going to have someone help me out with that. Um... And other than that, we will uh, continue to get out great content to you. But we let's get into a week three preview now. <laughs> All right. 9 a.m. sleep. Vanderbilt against Memphis. Great game. Great game. Um, teams that are ranked 7 and 8 in the standings right now. So uh, both teams come into this game 1 and 1. Coming in completely different uh, 
going different trajectories. Yeah, yeah, at least I believe they played last week. Um, Leota's team needs to step it up, play better for Leota as well as Leota has to play better for them. Can't turn the ball over and have to capitalize when in the red zone. As for Memphis, um, hopefully the whole team shows up. You keep asking for 9 o'clock games, so I hope you can show up to the 9 o'clock game on time. Um, I think that this game is going to be a good game in the trenches. I'm a little nervous for Matt Battle having to go against the likes of potentially Joe Malozzi or Elvina. Um, yeah, so I think Vin is going to have to figure out a way to get rid of the ball fast, neutralize that defensive line, and hopefully um, manufacture long, sustaining drives and hit on some big plays. I do believe that the, they do have the athlete advantage in this game, Memphis, especially from what we saw out of the athletes from Vanderbilt last week. Um, DeLon is a playmaker. Isaiah Copes, TJ Hankstad, three really good guys. May, might get TJ Brown back this week, not entirely sure. I'm going to roll with Memphis in this one. I think that Vin Gargano is going to get his team continuing rolling on the right path. And I think that with a good line good line play from LaTempa and Hunter, I think they'll be able to get the job done. If Vanderbilt is going to win, their defensive line needs to cause havoc. Okay. I think no one is better at adapting to uh, the defenses that he sees better than Vin. Yeah. I hate betting against Vin. I don't like doing it. Uh, Vanderbilt's got to clean up their mess. Like I said, I saw so sloppy play week one, and they won the game. And sloppy play in week two cost them the game. 100%. So if they don't clean up, then, then you know this might not be a game. Uh, but I'm going uh, based on the fact that uh, Vin, Vin can adapt to you know anything they throw at him. So yeah. I'm going to roll with Vin. Yeah, Vin, yeah Vin, uses, Vin uses motion and matchups very well. So I'm yeah, more with Memphis. What are you doing? I'm also going to take Memphis based off, based off of uh, what you guys have said. Um, I like you said Memphis could easily be sitting at two and zero. Vanderbilt, five interceptions and bad snaps. You got to figure that out. If Six you move, turnovers. If you yeah. mo- if you move Malozzi to center, is that going to take it, away from him in the receiving out. game now? And you said he's been his most sure-handed wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. They got some questions that sounds like they need to answer. So I'll take Memphis in the meantime. Nice. Next nine a.m. game, Houston against Cal. Start, Kersman. All right. Well, uh, early game. Houston is coming in following a four-interception performance from Tommy Galante. Um, Tommy definitely is not someone that you like to bet against in this league, but his team has underperformed this year thus far. I think that if they are going to win, they're going to have to do another, they're going to have to do a better job at not turning the ball over, sustaining drives and finishing drives, um, and have to get better at five point because this is a team in. Um, Cal U, who is very good at making people miss their flag and is also very good at pulling flags. So you have to be able to manufacture five, six, seven play drives if you're going to beat them. They're very good in the back. They don't allow big plays. Um, these are two teams that are going in two different directions right now. Houston just doesn't look the part right now of a team that's going to be successful in the league. Wow. It's just, listen, I call it how I see it right now. I know wow. they scored 28 points, but a lot of it was when down three scores. So. Um, I'm going to roll with Cal U. I do think that, listen, anytime you play against Tommy Galante, the game is going to be competitive and hopefully close. Um, uh, yeah, I'm taking Cal U to roll to 4 0. Dad, this is a tough one for me. I, okay. I'm, I'm thinking this might be an upset, but uh, I haven't seen a full game from Houston yet. I'm, as far, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about actually not visualizing, not being there to see the game. Uh-huh. I only see bits and pieces of the game. Okay. How, sure is their defense? How is their defense? Um, we scored on a bunch of big plays. Defensive line is kind of slow with Kalka and Austin, so we were able to kind of use that to our advantage. I think that um, that that tandem of Austin and Mike Kalka is going to have a little bit of trouble um, 
getting to Collis just because Collis is a very good athlete, right. able to make guys miss. I think they did a good job when they sent four and they sent Tim Howard because Tim Howard is one of the better athletes on the field at all times. So I think as long as they mix up their looks and make make Collis think and play the motion right as they do because Calu runs a lot of motion, they should they they should be all right defensively. But they were not good at pulling flags, so they have to improve in that. Tommy is usually a sure-handed flag flag puller, and he missed a bunch in our game. Okay, uh, last last year in the playoffs, I know when um, Collis played for Giraffe. Yes. Who were they eliminated by? Which team? Notre Dame. It was Notre Dame? Yeah, yeah, not uh, okay, not, not, Tom, not, uh, so, not Tommy Galante. Right, here's the thing. I'm I'm gonna go with Cal because I think overall they have a better team. Yes. On both sides, uh, you know, both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. But the thing with me is I have to see if this is gonna be some sort of shootout where you know Tommy can go off and he, and he does at times. Yeah. Put up points on the board that Cal's got to match them. Yeah, I think if Tommy gets up early and puts the pressure on the Cal U offense to to put up points and keep up. Uh, it could get messy. I just, I don't know, man. It just, Tommy can't turn the ball over the way he has been the last, the first two weeks of the season. So I'm rolling with Cal U. You're also taking Cal U. I, mean, I would have to take Cal U based off of Kersman's last sentence saying they don't look like a team that's going to be successful in this league when talking about Houston. The defense just isn't pulling flags, and you have to be good flag pulling. Listen, last year my team couldn't pull flag to save our lives, and we barely made the playoffs. So I'll take Cal. Okay. Next game here. That's probably a little too much shade to Houston. They could. Turn I it listen. I they think could. They could definitely turn it around. I want to. I want to make sure I. They're a good team, and yeah. I, I listen. And they I, got they, good athletes. So I, and I started worried. off by saying this could be an upset because yes, I, I think this did. is going to be a very competitive. game. I think that whatever the spread is in Vegas, Houston covers it. Okay. Ten a.m. slate. Arizona State against UAB. Arizona State falling, losing another game. Mikey. And company losing we, another game. We didn't talk about the game. Well, losing the, we didn't losing talk that about game. the game on the recap because I didn't have the stats for it. Army versus uh, Army yeah, versus do. ASU. No, we didn't. We just I didn't talk about, about Army. I, we didn't talk about Morg's pick six or okay. Timestamp this. Where are we at? We are at forty eight okay, forty five. Forty eight forty five. We're gonna we're gonna we'll recap. Let's recap Good. that game right Good. now. Good. Um, yeah, we didn't talk about Army versus ASU. So let's talk about that game. Army playing second game back to back. First play of the game. Spo. Uh, scoop and score, bad snap, touchdown. I thought people in the stands told me they thought Army was about to fold, ASU about to roll, Augie gets a win, gets back on track. That is not the case. Mike came out, threw the ball well, got Connor Mullen involved again um, early and often. He ran the ball very well, scored a couple touchdowns, and then they also were big on capitalizing on um, ASU mistakes. Um, Morick picked six off the line. Melly. Um, pick one on a conversion oh, where Augie made three dudes miss on two crazy dips, but then ball slips out of his hand. Rob Knight picks off, runs it to the house. Um, they uh, ASU, they showed me more. I thought Augie played pretty decently outside of the three or four really bad plays in the game. Um, they were able to put up 26 points in this game. Army was able to use all those mistakes to their advantage. Mike was dominant in this game again. Damian, zero sacks in this game. Uh, the offensive line for Army is very good at protecting Mike. They get wide splits. They give Mike a very wide, large pocket to kind of maneuver around. I think that's something that Mike has definitely preached in the um, in their game playing and making sure they're ready to go. They have a really complete team, Army. We talked about it before. Harnish has been a beast. Their line has been a beast. Uh, has been great, causing pressure, making Augie have to run around the pocket. I like the um, play calling, and I liked Augie. I thought Augie threw the ball a lot better this week. Spoke three touchdowns in this game. Uh, Mike Freeman good player to have was laddering the ball a bunch off of plays. I just think that ASU needs to figure it out a little bit defensively. Can't give up that many points. Um, but 
Yeah, Army pulls out another one, gets the 3-0. I told Lord after the game, I thought he played a great game. Um, you know what, that, that interception by, by Morica, I can't say it's a fluke when you get a guy that has a wingspan like that, can get off the ground and just pick off a ball that probably thrown 10 feet in the air. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he just got that ball. That's 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 a tough play. Uh, credit to Morick, and then to take it to the house after that. Yeah. But Augie, or I, I, I said in the podcast last week, I want to see him throw the ball more, not be a you know a, a run first quarterback. Even though we know we can do it. Yeah. I said I like to see him go through two progressions before he takes off, and you know Augie hung in the pocket and he was delivering the ball. I mm-hmm. like that Spo was getting targets and getting touchdowns, and uh, like you know keep preaching, get get your playmakers the ball. Yeah. You know Spo Spo's led this league in touchdowns before. He's that kind of a player, yep. he, and he's a championship caliber player. He's been on championship teams, so I think one thing Augie needs to do definitely is make sure he gets his line involved in the passing game because I think that's going to help him set up the run. Yeah. Um, I think that as long as Augie sticks with it, they need to get Sam Allen on this team, get him play calling. Just because it, it, if you have someone in the in the huddle that is able to call your plays yeah. for you, it takes off such a Sam sees so, the field. Yeah, Sam sees the field. Sam is a is a general out there. He can make the offense more creative, help Augie out at play calling, and just being a voice in the huddle that knows what he's talking about is very important. Um, I feel way better about ASU after this week than I did after week one. Augie seems like he's still there. Um, Need him to step up and show why he's the dominant athlete he is. I expect, like, Augie used to look the way Mike is looking right now. With running the ball, I'm saying. Right. Like, with the ball. Like, Mike Augie used to be the most, outside of maybe IB, was probably the most electric guy in the, in yes. the, in the, in the league with the ball in his hands. I agree. We're talking, what, like two, two, two and a half yeah. years ago? No, as I understand, broken shoulder, hard to come back from an injury like that. I get it. Well, I don't get it. I've never been in that situation. But um, I would love to see a version of that, a uh, 90% version of that Augie back in the league. I think that would I mean, light up the league. I think that would um, make him more in love with the game again. So, um, yeah, he could sit um, back there throw a 50-yard dot, yeah. or he could just take off and make a 50-yard run. 100%. I, I would, can't wait to see that, Augie. I think we so, can get that at some point this season. So, bring it to the preview, preview. this week, where you have Arizona yes. State yes. against yes. UAB. UAB, a team that you Is just UAB beat. or UNC? UAB. UAB, UAB. Because they're Scott. playing LeConte's Le team. They are not playing LeConte's team. Whatever's on that. So they are playing right. against UAB. <laughs> okay. So, how do you feel about that they game? They might play them a second game double higher, I'm not sure. No. No, okay. How do you feel Who about that? Who is the UAB versus ASU? Yeah. Um, I like both these teams. We just talked about ASU. I also like uh, UAB. We talked about that earlier. UAB on the line is very good, um, which means that the line of ASU is going to have to step up and play well. Damian, um, Marola, Jodell, Spo on the defensive line. They, they need to be making plays, and they need to um, – definitely minimize what IB is able to do out of the backfield as well as Pooh and on the outside. Um, I think I'm going to take UAB in this game. I think that they are a better team right now. Um, Mikey, I mean, Augie Dovey doesn't want to lose this go game to, 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 Mikey, uh, to Mikey especially. Um, Mikey versus Spo and Damian probably going to get some shit talking this game. This <laughs> game's going to be fireworks. Actually, I'll a Rod's gonna bring it. A Rod definitely gonna bring. A Rod didn't talk enough this game against me, uh, but wow. I'm gonna take UAB in a really close one. I think this game is a another coming down to the wire game for UAB, their third straight to start the season. That what are you, you, you taking? Tough for me. I like I like like I said the improvement of, of uh, Augie's team last week. I think they're heading in the right direction, but 
Uh, you're going against a team that I just said uh, play, I think played the number one team and played them, you know, all the way down to the wire and and, and took them to overtime. Um, I think if that we see that team this week, I don't think UAB loses. Correct. I pick Augie every week, and he loses every week. Am I a curse if I take Augie again? Is he gonna lose? Um, I'll take Mikey. I'll take UAB in this game too because I pick Augie every single week. You taking him? Yeah, I'll take. I'll take. No, I'm gonna take UAB. I'm gonna okay. take Mikey's team. Right. I'm gonna take Mikey's team to win. Next ten o'clock game. You have Memphis against Rowan. Memphis second game of doubleheader. Back to back. Yep. Second uh, game of back to back. Uh, playing against the Rowan team, who we've preached on this podcast is not moving the ball, not scoring the ball. Um, Everyone picked Memphis to win in the first game. I'm going to pick we Memphis have, in this game again. I can't. Listen, Vingargano is a guy that's going to put up 20-plus points every single game, regardless of who he's playing for the most part. If uh, Rowan is unable to get this score over 15 or 17 points, it's going to be a hard sledding for them to win this game. Yeah, I'm going to take Memphis. I think the being tired from a first game won't matter to them. Uh, they have good athletes, guys who are uh, that guys that stay in shape, and guys that are going to be prepared for two games in the day. Um, I am rolling with Memphis. I think they're going to big game. I'm also taking Memphis based on what you've told me about Rowan. They're averaging eight points a game, three games. Vin Gargano, we got coming off of a win in the 9 a.m. slate. They're going to be pumped up, ready to go in this one. Dad, who are you taking? Got to roll with my Memphis. So. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Tommy does a better against very very often, so. Yeah, uh, I don't like doing that. Vin's a legend. Yeah, Mike Negron also has to show us more. He has to show us that he can sustain please, drives. Please show us more. We know it's yeah. there. You got to do it. Sustain drives. Uh, be creative offensively. I like the. It got a little more creative with the pop passes to Dan and letting him kind of be that scat receiver. But uh, need to see a little bit more offensive. Ball control, sustain drive. It keeps the ball out of the other team. Also, just puts less pressure on your defense. Yeah. All right, next game. Well, 11 a.m. slate. Quick, uh, quick, quick one there. 11 a.m. slate. You have UNC against Texas A&M. UNC versus Texas A&M. Good game. Um, I think UNC definitely is gonna ha- is gonna be prepared for this game. Rob asked for the doubleheader this week. Um, it was you assume the full team is gonna be there. Yeah, I assume full team is gonna be there. Rob definitely gonna be there. Um, Need a full team there. Need to leave a need a, need pip. You need you need to have your full office in this game because there's a lot of good athletes on the other side of the ball on both sides with Justin, Steve Bowen, John Simpkins. Just a lot of guys that can make things happen. Um, pip and Michael Eve are gonna have to do a good job, and Rob is gonna have to run and make plays with his feet. He's gonna have to keep the ball away from Justin. Don't throw into the middle of the field because Justin is lurking, waiting to pick you off. And you're gonna have to limit the turnovers. If UNC doesn't turn the ball over in this game, they definitely could win this game. Justin is the master of the turnover, though. Mm. I'm going to take Texas A&M. They've won by 10 points and one point. I'm going to say that they probably win by one possession. Suroff doesn't usually blow people out. Um, Usually plays games closer than um, potentially expected. But I'm going to take Texas A&M. I think Suroff is is playing good football right now. And I talked about it before. I think they have a good creative offense and their defensive line is causing havoc. If... If the UNC line doesn't do a good job protecting, it could be a long day for Rob also. I'll take UNC. Okay. I'll take an upset pick here. I think they're a pretty good team. They're 0-2 right now. Yeah, very good team. Um, Rob can't turn the ball over to Justin for points. You can't turn it over for points in this game. They have to turn Saroff over, limit your turnovers, especially no pick sixes. Don't let Justin pick six you. And I think they have a good chance in this one. I'm going to take an upset pick here. Dad, I would assume you're going with A&M, unless you're going to take Carolina. 
No, I think this is going to be a really close game. I think that uh, it has to be mistake-free football by Sarhoff. Um I, I think Carolina can, can hang with you, you know, point for point. Uh, if you have a lead, do not take your foot off the gas. Not on this team. Uh, they're too good for that. Uh, but, I, again, like I don't like betting against guys like Ven. I don't like betting against guys like Justin either. So uh, I like a team that's getting him, you know, 10-plus targets a game. That's the way that that's winning football to me. So I'm going to stick with A&M. All right. We are. Oh, you and Kersman are on A&M. I am on UNC. All right. Other 11 o'clock game. You have ULA against UAB. Second game of a doubleheader for UAB, Kurtzman. Who is it? ULA against UAB. So you got Mikey versus um, Jarrock. Good game. Mm. Jarrock's team didn't play last week. Haven't seen them since week one. In week one, they only scored 15 points. Uh, Jarrock has played a decent amount of five, has played some five football since then. I think he's getting back to 100%. Um, second game for UAB on the day. I picked them to get a win in their first game. I'm going to take ULA to get on the winning board, winning side of things. Pick up a big win. I think they have a good, they have good line play, and Mike Bigford will be the difference in this one. Interesting. I was thinking the same thing. I think second game of of a doubleheader could take a lot out of, uh, you know, a team. Uh, Again, Jirok has never uh, started slow in this league. So he's always gotten off to quick starts. I can't see him going to 0-2. And that is a good team. Uh, It's going to be tough. I I mean, I want to go. If this game was, you know, first game of the day for for ULA, I might have went that way. But I'm sorry, for UAB. I might have went that way. But I'm going to go with, I'm going to roll with Jirok on this one. Right, so you guys are both on Jarrock. You're with Bigford. Christmas said he's rolling with Bigford. Bigford. I'll take Mikey to go 2-0 and this week. I think we have, oh, yeah, we all have them winning that first game. I think that matters, winning that first game. Even though Kurtzman always says you want to get the, you know, the win out of the way in the first game because you don't want to go 0-2 oh, and the winner. Well, the, pres- the pressure, the pressure, yeah, the pressure is, you know, pressure. ups it a little bit. I'll take I'll take Mikey like you said that you think Louisville's the best team in the league they played them pretty much you know almost had them beat had them toe to toe had them beat I'll take I'll take Mikey and UAB against Jarrock's team right here okay twelve o'clock Clemson against Army good game uh, teams <laughs> Chris says a good game to every no, game. no I have not said good game I've said good game said to two good games. games to every game no I only said good game to uh, my game and one uh, this game one of the other ones um listen in this game. Uh, it's going to be the story of the season when you're playing Army. you got to slow down Mike Danino on the ground, and you got to force him to make uh, quick decisions and sometimes bad decisions with the ball, uh, with his arm. Um, Clemson did a very good job of that last week. He, they forced the team into six turnovers, so um, they definitely will have the right recipe. They have to pull flags well. Um, they need to play a good game offensively and defensively. I think that Garland did a, does a good job getting rid of the ball fast. That is going to hopefully limit the defensive line pressure that will be caused by Army. In this game, I'm going to take Army. I just think that Mike is the most dynamic athlete on the field, and I'm going to roll with the most dynamic athlete, who hopefully will have his first-round pick, Kev Morris, back this week. Uh, was a no-show to the doubleheader, and he still was able to pull out two wins by his best player. So um, I'm going to roll with Army. Close game, I'm expecting, because I think Army's going to play a lot of close ones this year. Um, and Garland is a formidable opponent. Um both teams gonna come in with a good game plan. I'm gonna roll with Army in a close one. That is Kev Morris playing this one. I believe. So. I believe so. Okay. Better hope so. Matters. It matters. No, it definitely matters. What? Uh, it's a stud. Uh, we here. You got a game with 
to me, a pure quarterback in, uh, in, in Trevor. Versus a backyard quarterback. No, ver- not like I call him a backyard. Versus a, a pure athlete. I mean, uh, one yes, of the, the best athletes that you're going to see in this league playing the quarterback jump position. Quarterback. Stop jump throwing. <laughs> Plant <laughs> your feet, get mission. your legs into it, get the arm They're into it. They're going to silhouette it and make it the logo of the league. <laughs> <laughs> uh I think I think there are too many good athletes on uh, on Army. Yeah. I mean, I put them up in the power rankings for a reason. I mean, I, I've seen it all. You're yeah. taking Army again this I'm game. Gonna, I'm going to roll with Army again. I mean, wow. listen, this is a three versus five game, three versus five matchup. Anything could definitely happen. Listen, it's going to come a time where Mike does lose eventually. Like, he's probably going to go undefeated. But the time is now, folks. There you go. I mean, if anyone can capitalize on. I'm on pick- I'm picking Trevor Garland for the first time in my go. career. Wow. <laughs> if anyone can pick, you know, can make. Turn turnovers at the point is three, Trevor. Three turnovers isn't going to do it against Trevor's team. Mike has to take care of the ball. Yeah, I picked against. I picked Mike to go zero two last yeah, week too. If, if he is Mike the new Trevor Garland when I pick against him every single week? Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> if, he, uh, if he doesn't jump and throw the ball, then he won't have a turnover. This is a free, you free. You pick Army. Army. Right, you both so took Army. Army. I'm taking Clemson. All right. Other twelve o'clock game. You have UNC against the second game of doubleheader against ULA also so playing second game of doubleheader. We. I have ULA winning the first game. I had UNC losing their first game. Um, listen, man, if they come in, if UNC comes into this game 0 3, they definitely could look at it as a little bit of a desperation mode. Plus, I do, plus one. Yeah, I do think, though, that they have the athletes to compete with them in this game, uh, to compete with Jarok's um, team and ULA. Um, Joe Pipp has been a really good middle linebacker for UNC through two weeks. Uh, finally, was able to just play receiver and not have to play quarterback for them. He's gonna have to be have a big game and make some plays for Rob when Rob feeds him the ball. Um, I think that in this game, I'm going to take UNC in a little bit of an upset here. I think that they're gonna wow. get a win. They're gonna get a win in this week somehow. Not sure which when it's gonna come in. I'm picking this one. I just think that Jarok's second game of a doubleheader coming off of an injury could be a little, Ooh. could be a little, uh, could be a little feeling it a little bit in his foot. Um, but they got a really good team, man. If he just uses Bigford and kind of makes Bigford do the work for him, it could be a nice day for ULA getting to two and up. But I'm gonna roll with UNC. I think that they do a good job protecting Rob. Rob does a good job not turning the ball over this week in two games. If Rob stays under two interceptions for the whole day, UNC could be looking at a potential two and up. Oh. But I have them going one and one. I am the opposite of you because I have Jarok losing the first game but winning this game. Nice. That is a very good point you made though, where you said second game double headers coming off injury. It's a good point. Nice narrative. Yeah. I'll still take Jarok, though. I don't think he's going to go 0-2 on the day. I think both teams go 1-1 one on one the double headers. Oh, if, if I follow that reasoning, then it goes UNC. Uh, I happen to like UNC for the same reason that, that Kersman does. I think uh, even though I, I say to myself, how am I picking against Mikey in the first game against the Jarok and then picking, you know, yeah, a lesser yeah. team in UNC. But, again, a, a quarterback coming off an injury – and we haven't seen him on the ball like he has. Yeah, he ran three times or four times last last time we saw him. Play, yeah, so. and and like, you have a really good secondary in UNC. Mm-hmm. Denoya, um, Pep, Oliva. Oliva, really yeah, I and mean, it doesn't get a lot, a lot better than that. So for that reason, I'm, I'm going to roll UNC also. Right. Nice, nice, nice. We have last game of the day here. Yep. Kurtzman led Louisville against TCU. Kurtz, I'll start with you. How do you? How's your team preparing for this game? Um, we're ready to go. We're not taking them lightly. Uh, I told my front office chat that uh, this team could easily come in here and play a good game and beat us. Uh, we have to. I have to limit the turnovers. Uh, we need to make Chris's life hell. Send a lot of people at his face, make him get rid of the ball fast, and kind of just 
Keep pulling flags, but I feel like um, this was a better week for our team pulling flags. Dylan did a good job. Keanu did a good job. Um, I just think that if we keep playing the way we're playing, we're in good shape. I'm obviously going to take us in this one, but I'm expecting a really good fight from this TCU team who a lot of guys on that team have my number. Liam, Rich Ritter. Um, I don't think anyone else. PC's beat me a few times, so we'll see. I'm going to take Louisville. Get to four now. Looking good on the season. That. Yeah, it'd be tough for me to pick against the number one team that I put in the ranking. So, uh, again, we see improvement from TCU. I expect the same. I expect them to play a tough game. Uh, but I'm going to roll with yeah. Kurtzman and the number one team. Yeah, I'm also going to roll with Kurtz. There's just a lot of guys who have played with me. They probably know how I play. A lot of the plays I like to call. Um, so, should be a little bit of a chess match. We're going to come in with a good game plan. I expect them to also, after what I told you about what Chris said, how he's not about to be the team that's ass in this league. Texted Whoa, me that. That's what he said. Yeah, he said, I'm not about to be that team. I said, all right, I well, like there's uh, five teams that are Owen right now. The only thing bad about that is they picked the team named TCU. That's yeah, you hate it. In this gonna, league, it's a curse. If you're TCU in this league, it, it's not It's yeah. not good. Um Overall, though, uh, I think you're taking us, too. I'm assuming all three. I said yes, yeah. I'm not um, I think that all the games this week are going to be highly competitive. I don't think we're going to see many blowouts. I think that the league is going to continue to get better as the weather gets better. We're finally, I believe, we're going to so get... I just looked at it. It's 48 low, 56 high. That's not, not bad. It's better than last week. If, listen, if bad. the wind isn't there, it's it's going to be good. If the sun is shining, we're fine. We're back at yep. Sayreville High School turf yep. next week starting at 9 a.m. Nice. Full slate of games. Uh, if it's nice out, Joe's going to grill. If it's nice out, we'll have uh, concessions and stuff. I'll have my, uh, my mom come out, sell some stuff. So nice. um, should be a good time. Got to get the music going a little bit more while we're there. Nice. Hopefully get something going. But uh, good good two weeks of the season to start it off. A lot better this week with the physicality in terms of, like, not being assholes and, like, blocking people like assholes and just being, being Not trying assholes. to hurt people. Yeah. Not trying to hurt people. So, um, How was that this week? The no, no, better? it was no, much it was better. There. Was I, I don't think we had any injuries yeah. of any kind that I Again, remember. everyone's got to get for work the next day, so yep. let's not let's uh, just jeopardize rem- that. Yeah, just remember that before you're about to go crack someone in the back on a, on a play 20 yards down right. where he's not involved. Um, listen, please subscribe to the YouTube because yeah. I feel like we should have more than 258 subscribers because there's like a 40-person increase in the league this year in terms of new people. So um, Let's get on that. Let's get on that, but Thanks sorry for, for yeah, sorry Thanks for, for so no, sorry for an early podcast this week in terms of the day, but I'm not going to be in Oldbridge till Saturday, so Kurtzman will not be here. So uh, good pod though. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. We'll see you guys at Sayreville High School. Peace.